We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Brittany King, and I got a special episode for you today, my friend. Today on the podcast, I have Heather Allison joining me, and Heather is the Sacred Feminine Soul and Shamanic Guide for Lovers, Leaders, Luminaries, and Mystics. She is an activator of all activators and the Divine Feminine Mentor for some of the industry's top Divine Feminine Coaches. And when your name came into my inbox and I saw the activator of activators, I was like, done. We need to have this conversation because I too, I'm an activator. I bring ideas into the world and I help people bring their ideas into the world. So when I saw this, it just, I think that's all I read. I was like, done, let's have a conversation. (laughs) So thank you for being on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here with you. So I figured we would just start with a little background about who you are, how you got into this work, and then we'll dive in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The, how I got into this work is such a long story. So I'm I always try to like nutshell it so it can be nice and succinct, but, um, yeah, I'm Heather Allison. I guide, uh, mystery schools, basically mystery school experiences for women. Um, and I can talk more about that as well, but I love that you picked up on that activator of activators and that that kind of saying so powerfully for you, because kind of regardless of all of the, you know, modalities and methodologies and ways that I do the work that I do really kind of what's underneath it all is I help people step into their whatever you want to call it their soul calling their soul purpose their um, their highest destiny whatever that is I kind of help them I I, I become a bit of a midwife for your destiny if you will for your for your callings Um, and, and how we do that is by diving really deep into the mysteries into the feminine mysteries specifically and connecting you with your soul and um, diving deep into shamanic reholing, as I call it, so that we can work with our, you know, kind of uncover lost soul parts or um, aspects of our own internal wisdom or work with our helpers and our guides in the invisible realms, um, whichever your belief system aligns with most powerfully. <laughs> um, and um, so that's really kind of the undercurrent to everything that I do. Um, how I got into this was really interesting. I actually was, um, it's kind of a long, a long, road of my own kind of self-discovery. I mean, obviously that never ends until we're not here anymore, but, uh, I, you know, had jobs always that I was like, I'm good at this, but it never felt like it really lit me up. And I had relationships that kind of always felt like they were just maybe almost right, but not quite, you know, that kind of ache that you have where it's like, I just, I know that I'm supposed to be feeling more fulfilled. I know there's supposed to be more meaning here. I know that I'm supposed to have like be touching into something a lot more powerful and beautiful and magical and, and all of the things. And it wasn't my experience. Um, and I think it was like after yet another relationship ended that I was like, can I swear on here, by the way? Yeah. We'll put it. We'll put it. I always feel like <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, what the fuck am I getting wrong right now? Like, why is this not, why do I keep feeling this stuff? Like that there's more 
for me that there's more possible for me. And yet I just feel like I'm just scratching the surface everywhere Mm -hmm. and nothing's really hitting, you know? Um, And I, it's kind of around then that I stumbled upon this work, this, the uh, feminine energy work, I, if you will, like the feminine archetypal work, I should say. And it just, it just kind of, you know, it's like uh, hitting like a tuning fork, something just rang in it for me that felt like, oh, there's something in that for me. And I didn't really know why. Um, and I didn't have any kind of logical, rational reasons for exploring it. It's just that it spoke to something that felt really like ancient in me, I feel. Mm. And I signed up for a coach training program. I didn't think I was going to be a coach. I didn't actually have any designs on being a coach. In fact, I had a job that I really liked and I just kind of, but I wanted all the information. It just was like, how do I get all of the information about this? And I, I signed up for coach training and, um, it was supposed to start about six months later and I got laid off from my job the day before it started. And I was like, Oh, okay. universe, I see you. But, <laughs> and so, you know, uh, I, that kind of began my journey and I started out as like a love and relationship coach and then had a really profound spiritual awakening about six or eight months later and the doors got blown off my work so then it became about literally all parts of our lives and all aspects of our relationship right with not just our romantic partners or our our you know spouses or whatever but with ourselves and with our souls and with our work and with our purpose here and with, you know, other people, our families and everything. So um, it's like the nutshell of how I got here. And it's just kind of been evolving and deepening ever since. Oh, don't you just love that? And I think so many people listening to the podcast can relate to that feeling of not being able to really vocalize, but just knowing that they're meant for something more and that what they're doing isn't it. I know that I had that experience as well. And I've also had that experience recently of tapping into something that feels ancient to me, like that feels familiar and feels like I've done it before. And that's actually leading breath work. And I recently became a breath work facilitator and it's just the most natural thing that I've ever done. Like, of course, I'm learning and I'm growing each session, but it feels like what you just described that like kind of like an unlocking. Yeah. There's a recognition I find that that happens in, in this work and in other, yeah, other forms of work where we kind of are touching into like, Oh, that's the thing. And not because it's like, Oh, that's the thing I'm supposed to be doing with my life. You know, like this one modality is, I I don't believe makes up who you are, why you came here, but it's like, it's like we touch into the recognition of kind of like where, where we know we're closer to kind of where we're, we're supposed to be, if that makes sense. And, and like possibility is like endless here. Possibility just starts opening from here. And and it's so important to kind of come into um, the things that we explore from that place of like resonance or recognition, or just like, I have a hunch that something is there for me and I can't really explain it. Yeah. That's such a cool feeling too, to actually have that moment of resonance and just recognition and it doesn't have to make sense. It just, you kind of have to follow it. I call, I called it breadcrumbs. Cause that's kind of how my whole life is. Un- yeah. It's just these little breadcrumbs that I've just followed. And each, like each part of my journey was meant to happen. Even the, the most difficult and challenging times, especially in the work setting. Um, but that's, you know, I'm sure if you're listening, you might have had some sort of experience like that, where you kind of hear that whisper and you have that deep knowing and you don't have to make sense of it. You just have to listen to it. 
So I want to talk about how you use the sacred feminine to do that for your, how, I mean, how you did it for yourself, but then also for your clients. Yeah. And I, this is one of my favorite things. Like I really don't think that I, well, let me put this a different way. I, I feel like my beginning to explore the feminine was exactly what prompted my spiritual awakening. Like she governs everything that is of the unseen, whether that's inside of us, you know, like in our deep, our, our, our inner wisdom or our own intuition, our, um, our feelings, our emotions, our sensations, like everything that really is unseen within us and in our own experience, but also the things that are unseen around us. And, and Um, So I really don't think that I would have had kind of like the openness or like my channel wouldn't have come online or my, I wouldn't have been so deeply in touch with kind of the subtle ways that our wisdom shows up for us, you know, so that I could follow those breadcrumbs. I, I talk about it similarly, like, but I don't like when we're really so focused up here in our, you know, logical, linear, practical, this is all the stuff that the the masculine governs Mm -hmm. is, is, you know, like, he is singularity. He's like this, like, oh, here's the plan and here are the steps and this, here's the template. And those are really lovely, but, but without her, and uh, we're also over-masculinized in this world, just because for thousands of years, that's what we've been taught and conditioned with, but without her and without really like allowing her to take up a lot more room in our experience, we won't have the kinds of subtle remembrances and, and, and like following those breadcrumbs, I'm sure for you was it's an act of following feeling and sensation and resonance and energy. And just like, I don't know. I just, I don't know how I know. I just know Mm -hmm. that inner wisdom. And so it's always like our, our walking the path of our calling is always going to come through her and our remembrance of who we are and why we came here and our gifts and our wisdom and our medicine and all of that is going to come through her. And then how we kind of continue to walk that path and uphold that is, is with more, more masculine, but Mm. it's, we find all of this stuff through the feminine because she governs everything that is about our inner worlds and the unseen around us. If that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Now, if someone's listening and they're unfamiliar with, you know, the talk of masculine, feminine energy, how would you break it down to someone that this is brand new to them? Yeah, a little nutshell for these. So masculine tends to be more external and more singular, and the feminine tends to be more internal and expansive, multiples, both and paradoxical, that kind of thing. Um, and so if you consider how we're typically raised in, in this world these days, I mean, even in a lot of the marketing, um, a, everything really tends to value all the masculine. And that's why we have gotten so over-masculinized is because we're we're really conditioned into and taught to value mostly the things that are found in the like, what does it look like? Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, how productive are you being? You know, um, even like Nike, like just do it. That's a very like doing is more masculine, it's action taking, mm-hmm. it's external. Um, and and we're really kind of steered away from or we're taught to devalue of the things that are of the feminine, mm-hmm. like know, stifling our feelings or not even knowing kind of how to be with the full spectrum of our emotions. Um, energy we think is like made make believe or woo woo or whatever. We just kind Mm -hmm. of, um, are taught to devalue these things that we can't see because it's not real unless you can measure it or unless you can put it on a spreadsheet or whatever. Um, the, um, our bodies, like look how much we spend 
focusing more on our external worlds and like listening to other people than we do paying attention to what's actually happening with our own bodies or, or even just taking time to nourish our bodies. It's just so focused on, you know, accumulation of, of stuff, material things that are outside of us or, or what we're doing that looks appropriate for what's outside of us. Or do you know what I'm saying? So all of the things that are either logical, linear, practical, and, rational kind of an external being masculine and then things that are much softer that we would kind of deem softer or less definable or less measurable are are typically of the feminine I love that I love the way that you described it because it's just it's so relatable because mm-hmm. really think about and I'm right now just <laughs> nose deep in studying the nervous system and nervous system resilience and even when I understand you know the masculine and feminine, the masculine energy is what leads to nervous system dysregulation. So like the doing and the achieving and the pushing yourself and not getting sleep and, you know, wearing your lack of sleep as a badge of honor and doing the most that's all external activity. That's that masculine energy. And that's what leads to dysregulation. Now, when you get into your body and you listen to your body, that's the feminine energy and checking in with your emotions is really important to nervous system resilience and being able to not have, you know, no stress. Cause that's unrealistic in our modern society, but being able to be more flexible and fluid with the stress. And the more you tap into your feminine energy, the more nervous system resilience you'll have. So as you're saying yeah. this, it was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. And like there's science behind it. It's not just like this woo woo, like, oh, the energetics. And, you know, that's just too out there for me. There's actually, when you really think about it from like your body standpoint, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, yeah. People have studied this. It's not just like Marion Woodman is one of my, my -hmm. favorites to kind of recommend if people are looking for books um, around the feminine and masculine. And, and she studied this for decades, you know, and so it's not, and, and it shows up everywhere in our, in our psyches and our emotion bodies, in our traumas, in our, you know, addictions and every part of our life where, where there's basically like one of the things that people ask me is like, how do you know if you're over-masculinized and, and my, you know, how do you know if you're stuck in the masculine? How do you know if you're over-masculinized or how do you know that the feminine, like they are being called into deeper aspects of your feminine. And my question is always kind of a little bit, um, a little flippant, but it's actually also true. It's like, do you suffer? Do you struggle? Like if, if so, then, then it's an invitation. It's always an invitation into more of her. If you feel stuck, if you feel like you're exhausted or overwhelmed, if you feel like anything that we bump our heads up against uh, Mm -hmm. as humans, it's all an invitation into more of the feminine because she is going to be our ability to, to open through and to like open around and integrate and, and heal with Mm -hmm. not brace against, but heal with anything that is here that feels hard and feels like struggle or challenge or, or suffering or what have you. And then on the flip side of it, like every fucking thing that we desire as humans is, is her like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, love, which you can't plot on a spreadsheet and make happen because you work hard enough at it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, you can't fall in love. That's not how you fall in love. Um, uh, feeling like knowing we're in the right, in the right place on the right path. Um, our intuition feeling like I, we know that we're 
Mm. in alignment with our soul or what have you. None of that happens. That happens all in the feminine. Um, Connection, depth, um, pleasure, intimacy, like everything that we desire, even abundance and bounty happens in the feminine. So, you know, we can't be without the masculine either. So this isn't about like masculine bashing or, you know, and we're not talking men and women for those who are new to this. It's not a male, female thing. We all have both of them, Um, but we need the masculine too. It's just that where we are in our kind of collective history is we We've been so over-focused and fixated and, and, and valuing the masculine only and actually rejecting and taught to fear so much of the feminine that we have to relearn her. And so that's where kind of all of the, the remembrance and the recognition comes, comes in and where all of our abilities and all of the kind of magic and miracle that we're wishing for tend to start unfolding is in her. I love that you said that everything we want is just within the yeah. feminine, like literally mm-hmm everything. And we think that we have to do more, achieve more to then be worthy of it when it's like already available. We already have access to it. It just takes that slowing down, becoming present with yourself, finding it in the stillness. And I think that because we have been so over-masculinized and it just is our society. It's just across the board and just the way that our like culture and working forces is designed for that type of, that type of energy, right? It almost feels like it's unsafe or un and unfamiliar, but unsafe to go into the feminine. And it is unfamiliar because we have been taught for so many thousands of years to, to abandon her really. Right. right. But the thing is like, we, it, there's evidence of our desire for her everywhere. Like literally, like you said, everything everywhere. that we, that we crave, everything that we ask for, everything that we like pleadingly ask our partners for, or, you know what I'm saying? Like everything that we wish for in our, in our soft, subtle body, even if it's like, God, I wish I could just take a week off and do nothing and just relax. Like that's her. She's speaking to, you know what I'm saying? And then the other thing is every, if anyone listening has ever Googled or looked into how to manifest anything, you're wishing for what's happening there is you're wishing for miracle and magic. You're not looking Mm -hmm. for like, you're, you're wanting an experience of, of, of miracle and magic you're not actually googling how to like step by step make like build something you're not looking for the linear process of like here's how you invest x amount of dollars so that you can have this much money how do you know what i'm saying you're actually craving her and so i would i would guarantee i would bet you that like pretty much every single thing we google especially when it's like those middle of the night googling sessions where we're like god how do i have you know what i'm saying all it's all her but but you're absolutely right like our unfamiliarity with her and therefore our kind of fear of her. And listen, it's not just because she's unfamiliar to us that we fear her. We've actually been taught to fear her too. So there's a lot of, of aspects of kind of um, ways that we've been taught to fear the dark, if you will, that is actually just the feminine, but we've been taught to fear Mm -hmm. her um, as dark, as bad, as not valuable, or as not like safe to enter into like the unknown, for example, that hasn't always been our experience that we're afraid of the unknown peoples that kind of lived a much more natural life, if you will, a much more like aligned with nature life. They didn't have any form of guarantee because they understood that that's how nature works, you know? So they didn't fear the unknown as much as we do, but we grip so deeply to it. Yeah. Our brain just desires certainty because we want to know how everything is going to play out. And that's 
a part of the masculine conditioning. And I notice that with the clients that I work with is when they come to me, my high achievers, yeah. they come to me with what they want to bring into the world or an idea that they have, they want to know every step. Mm-hmm. They want the linear. That's the sign of like true masculine is like, give me the step-by-step play-by-play. So I know everything's going to be safe and I know that it's going to oh, work out. Oh. And it's, that's the, the Googling of like, how do I do this? And I'm always like, you're asking yourself the wrong question. Cause it's really in that trusting and the knowing that you'll figure it out. You'll take a step. And if you make a mistake or you fail, you're going to learn from it. And then you're going to take another step. And that's the process. It's not, how do I do it? It's like, what's the next step? And that's where the lovely feminine comes in. So you mentioned the manifestation and I do want to touch upon this because I'm curious how you do your manifesting with your clients? So my perspective on what manifestation actually is, is a bit different from quite a lot of people and how they teach it. I don't believe we actually are intended to just kind of inflict our human will on the world and like our ego desires on the world. It's part of it. We are here as creators too, but that's the paradox we forget, I feel like most teachings tend to forget that it's, it's co-creation and it's not just, I want to make what I want to have happen, happen. And then force my Mm -hmm. will upon the world. That again is the masculine speaking. That's the patriarchy. That's the wounded masculine that we see happening in the world everywhere, which is just conquer nature, build the buildings, build everything that we want, like take the resources, who cares what's happening with nature. You know what I'm saying? That's the, that's that mindset and and attitude around, around manifestation. For me, it's really important to come into relationship with manifestation as, like I said, co-creation where it's not just about what your human and ego, like human mind and ego wants it's also about what your soul came here for and so it's really important to be like plugging you back into that where you're walking both of those things and not just what the human part of you wants if that makes sense not just what you think you're supposed I can't tell you like I can't tell you how many I mean it's everywhere it's in all of pretty much all of my clients where it's like this magical miraculous thing happened whether it's like the relationship of their dreams or you know how their business succeeded and and like blew up in in a good way as you know it wasn't because it happened the way that they expected it to or in the in the package that they thought it would come in or what have you it's always the like I had no idea it would happen this way and it's that kind of thing where we're like yeah move in the direction of your calling as a human right like the things that you want the things that you're desiring that the ideas that you have but can you also be at the same time letting yourself be shown like what's bigger and what's more magical and what's more beautiful and Mm -hmm. what's more meaningful and what's more actually aligned with why you came here in the first place Mm -hmm. the way I work with and and speak about manifestation is kind of taking us out a little bit of that wounded masculine desire for complete control over everything that happens because again that's like that that wound and that over masculinized part of us and really like come into the co-creation with the mysteries right and with the unknown like you said um and so it it's it's an unpatterning and unhooking from the ways we tend to want to just have this vice grip of control on everything around us and not giving up right like it's not like oh well i guess i'll just settle for blah, 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 whatever it is that doesn't feel good. It's just, we have to bring her back into it. And that means we have to walk a bit more with the unknown and the unseen and the mysteries as well. I love that. I love that you teach it as co-creation because it's like what we think, you know, how it's supposed to be and then how it really unfolds. And I see this a lot with my clients too, but it is, it's like what comes through is so much more magnificent than the original thought 
and the plan. And, you know, another thing that I'm noticing, cause I've been doing been coaching for five years now, some of the things that were planted in some of my past clients that I stay in touch with is coming through five years later. Yeah. I love that. So it's like the, the, the way to get there is different than the way they thought, which is everything. I mean, I, in my own life too. And I think it's like, goes into what you're saying about the feminine of just that trusting. I have a saying with a group of my clients and we say T the P, which is trust the process. And that's really like trusting her and knowing that like, if you can lean on her and trust that it like, you know, it's going to work out better than you could logically, you know, literally like put it together, being able to just trust yeah. it. So I love that's how, how you teach manifest. And I really agree with that school of thought. Cause I believe too, all of our souls came here with a mission and we forget it. And then we have to go mm-hmm. through the work to, to remember it. And it's sometimes, you know, I think that's why people run into blocks with manifesting. Cause they're like, I want to manifest a million dollars. And it's like, okay, <laughs> like, well, how does that serve your soul's purpose? Now, if you translate to making a million dollars into life's changed, right. Or value added to someone's life, that's a different focus. But when it's just focused on yourself, I think that's where people run into the block yeah. of manifesting. And you can do it, right? Like you can totally like work hard enough or find the, like the plan, you know, and the steps right. to, to build things, like to build what you want. Um, but, and you'll, and it's amazing. Cause you'll, you'll be proud of yourself. You're like, I did this. I built this. I achieved this, which is lovely. All, you know, all in our masculine, but a, a lot of times that exhausts us. We get overwhelmed and exhausted and burnout and like, this happened to me when I was younger, like we just kind of start heading in that direction of the thing that we thought we wanted. And a lot of times we get 10 years in and go like, wait a minute, this is actually not, Mm -hmm. this is not actually fulfilling me or it's not actually what I thought, or it's not actually what I want. Where did I miss the turn? You know? Um, But when you're in co-creation with the unknown and like letting yourself be guided by something bigger, by something higher, by your soul, then we like, one of the things that we wish for most, I feel as people, like just existentially as humans is wonder like we've lost the wonder you know mm-hmm. and we've lost that like oh yeah there's something beautiful and and like you can't that you can't explain like that you get to experience and feel through your whole system and it's like bringing more of that in in this kind of manifesting and sacred manifesting as i call it but it's not just like it's not just the tension of those two things either like it's not just the tension of like i could build it over here in my masculine I can experience it as, as like wonder and just fully trusting that magic's going to happen. For me, it's the, the in-between is also the feminine insofar as it's how we hear our soul. It's how we sense and feel the resonance of things. Like we talked about earlier, like following those breadcrumbs, like, how do we listen? How do we hear? How do we pay attention to those deeper things? And like that requires some form of stillness, some form of softening into sensations and emotions and intuition so that we can actually have a relationship with those languages to know like what's real and where we're being called and what's aligned if that makes sense so it's not just like a blind like I'll just go into the unknown and follow and trust that the things that I'm doing are gonna right do you know what I'm saying it's like we get to follow the voice of something bigger and something that's full of wonder through our vessel like through our experience as we learn the languages of the feminine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
that does make a lot of sense. And I love that you mentioned that it's not, again, it's not that one or the other, right. And it go, we go into that extreme so quickly of like, you're either, you know, manifesting, creating your life from the masculine energy, or you're just full blown in feminine energy, kind of just blindfolded, just like, it's all going to work out. Like, right. Like it's important to bring in both. And it's that both. And which again, like you said earlier is the feminine. And I do love what you said about the joy and the on the wonder I'm seeing that through the eyes of my daughter, who's a year and a half Mm -hmm. and say that I definitely was, I was for sure in masculine energy. I was such a doer. I was a yes person. And then when I got pregnant, I knew that was going to have to change. And it really, it shifted everything for me. I mean, just besides the fact that like, I literally did become her mom and I am more in my feminine energy. I just see the benefit of it more and more unfolding every single day with her in my life. And of course she is my teacher. I know she came into this world to be my teacher. And even when we go on walks, there's this really spiritual woman that is in our neighborhood. And she even said, she's like, Oh my gosh. She's like, Ellie is an old soul. She's like, you're an old soul, but she's even older. Like she came here to be your teacher. It's like, I know I'm already well aware of that, but it's so it's crazy. Like it is. So I knew it, but experiencing it day to day and watching the world through her eyes and the true wonder and presence and just pure purity of it all is just such a blessing. And it's such a gift. It makes me emotional just thinking about it. Uh, but it really does bring in that feminine energy and not, you know, again, you said this earlier, it's not about male or female, right? It's the energies. And I see it in my husband too. He is, I won't say he's a different person because he's himself, but just this more evolved version of himself. And he has tapped it. Oh, I'm going to cry right now. Um, it's just so beautiful to see that energy within him, the presence, the calmness, the like stillness that he has with her. And he's so present with her and just makes such a effort to not have his phone out, to be with her when he's with her. And it's just so beautiful. Um, And he is like the most logical linear thinker. I know like his prefrontal is firing at all times. So to see, I'm like, this is possible for everybody. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's like the remembrance that comes in as you, as you see and witness your little one kind of interacting with the world and in like total purity and just like absolute innocence. And yeah, a total Mm -hmm. reminder of, of kind of the things that we, I don't know, this sounds a little dire, but like the things that we've kind of, I was going to say the things that we've lost. And I do kind of feel like that's somewhat true, but it's just the thing, you know, the things that we've started deprioritizing and so much. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful way to, to put it. And it just does put things into perspective. It's like much different. Um, so, so great. So great, Heather. I love the sacred manifesting. I'm curious if you have some tangible things that you share with your clients and help them with this process. Um, yes. So a couple of things, one is the thing that I always invite when I say women, cause I typically work with women, but I do work with men. It's just tends to be in a very kind of custom way. But um, thing I always invite people to kind of start doing a bit more of is taking action for like following those breadcrumbs like we talked about, especially the ones that don't seem to make any sense. And it doesn't mean you have to go like jump off a cliff about it. Like, you know, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, like 
quit your job and move to, you know, do the whole eat, pray, love thing or anything like that. Although if you want to great, but it's like, can you choose a little bit more of the things that don't make sense? And you can't like, you know, don't, don't plot out perfectly on this, like, ah, yes, this is a rational, logical thing for me to do. And like, start following those things just because you have a sense for them. And just because you have a feel for them. And just because you're like, I don't know something about this is calling me and I can't really explain it. Cause what we're doing is we're choosing the mystery when we're doing that. We're letting go of that chokehold that we have on the shoulds and how things are supposed to be and, and like what we expect and the requirements that we have for like how the world shows up for us. And we're really com- coming into this beautiful co-creative energy because it's this, I'm venturing into a place that's not, or into something, into a calling that's not even here yet. So it's kind of this reaching out and touching into the quantum realms, if you will. And it's such a beautiful, powerful, fertile place of, of creation, of co-creation. Um, another is to let yourself move toward a, something I always share with my clients is um, let your calling be a direction and not a destination. Like if you're feeling the calling towards something, like move in that direction, a thousand percent, but then let go of, like I said, the stranglehold that you have on how it's supposed to, how you think it's supposed to show Mm -hmm. up and allow Mm -hmm. yourself to be guided. Because one of the things that happens when we, that example that I said, where we'll, you know, well, I went to school because I wanted to be a lawyer or whatever. And 10 years in, I'm like, shit, I'm not actually happy. This doesn't, I thought this is what I wanted. It's because mm-hmm. we weren't listening. We, we kind of put the blinkers on, the blinders on and went like, oh, that's the place. That's the thing that I want to achieve. That's the destination I want to go to. And we don't continue to listen in the journey. And so if you can just mm-hmm. let that be a direction that you're being called into and listen for the turns, the twists and turns, the things that are going to be speaking to you and calling you and to like take a left here or take a right here or whatever, then you'll be again in that really beautiful kind of, in the moment, present moment, in the now co-creation with your soul and with what's true and what's real and resonant for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and combination of both of those things is really powerful. And I know they're still kind of really, like really of the mystery. Like I'm not, it's not like take these steps, you know, uh, uh, for your next manifestation. <laughs> um, but there's such important frameworks and like foundations for creating anything that you want as long as like, that isn't just here's how to build this in the next 10 steps. If that makes sense. If you really actually are wanting to experience something of wonder and something of magic and miracle, then it kind of is, we have to build our our foundation of what we're of what we're doing and what we're choosing and the actions that we're taking on a really beautiful foundation of the mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that if there were a step by step, it would go right back into exactly the masculine yeah. energy. And it's like that we need the masculine energy to take the actions and to move forward. But it's within the realm of the feminine. The like yeah. feminine energy is first being able to really connect with that place. And I love moving the direction, right. But don't get so focused on the destination. I love that because it's so true. We get so focused on the outcome that we lose sight of the magic. That is the journey that's unfolding. And then again, with my daughter, I'm like right now, I mean, she's only been alive for a little over 20 months. Like like these are the days right now they're happening, right? Like the magic and the mystery of having a toddler and like 
reparenting myself and everything that's happening. Like, I don't want to fast forward through this, even though it's uncomfortable and there's so much unknown and uncertainty and I've never done it before. So I'm like, what, what am I doing? It's so powerful to just be in like moving in this direction without being so focused on some end outcome. Cause you know, in terms of an outcome, it's like, okay, like she grows up and is an independent human and like goes off to go live her own life. I'm like, I don't want to focus on that outcome. I want to focus on the journey that we're having together and what we're creating, co-creating as a family. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because my focus for so long was, you know, I, I manifested this life. I've manifested my relationship, everything, my daughter, like everything that's happened. And I thought that was it. And it's like, oh no, now we're just getting started. It's such a perfect metaphor because it's like, why would you want to, why would you only focus on the destination of she's an adult? She has this kind of job. Exactly. She's married to this exact person. Like, that's not how that works. No. Right. And, and just in the same way that, that, you know, as a parent that like, if, even if you could prescribe it that specifically, it probably wouldn't be what made her happy. Right. She has a whole life of experience to find that and to be her own human. That's different. You know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing with our calling with the same thing with things that we want to manifest. We have to let them have a life of their own and become the things that they're meant to become and that they want to become. Mm -hmm. It's not that I think is one of the most foreign things for people when they, when it comes to manifestation, because we're typically taught to kind of, it really is just this, like, it's just straight up control and manipulation is what we're being taught in typical manifestation work. It's like, oh, it, it wants to have a life too. It it is of the mysteries. It is of the unknown right now. And so it has to have that alive. If we want it to come to life, we have to give it an aliveness. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, That makes perfect sense. Cause that's what I know we probably both have seen with the people that we work with is they followed a path based off of control and manipulation and what they thought they were supposed to do and check off all the lists. I just started with the client and she was like, I got, I got my job. And I was like, where, like, I thought I got punked. I was like, this is it. (laughs) (laughs) Everything. And I feel so empty inside. Yeah. Go back the layers. It's like, oh my gosh, like so much of what I did was from this place of fear and control and what everyone else told me that I'm supposed to do and what I should do. And I do love having this perspective and I know it's going to be challenging at times, but being able to see it firsthand and be like, no, you're your own human. And I get to let you, like, I got to give you the space to explore and figure out what your soul's purpose, like what your journey is. It's like, so it's so invigorating to get to be a part of that and a little scary because you know, you only know one way, but you know, in terms of your calling and your purpose, it's like, you don't have to be a little toddler to start. You get to be, you get to meet yourself where you're at and get to have that through. Yeah. I love that. This is kind of the turn that this conversation took and like the, how that just came through, which is like, if you want your kind of calling or your manifestations or your desires to come alive, you have to give them a life. Like you have to, because it's all really, I've just started talking about this work as kind of like me as midwife to your soul calling, like midwife to your, to your sacred destiny or whatever you want to call that, or your, you know, deepest desires, your manifestations, because it really is kind of like being a parent. Like it's that level of nurturing Mm -hmm. and, and yet like, release at the same time because you can't just you can't just plot out the next 18 years Mm -hmm. for her and just and 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 have it go the way you want it to in fact it's literally going to devolve and become something 
like that is the last thing that you ever wanted. If you, if you grip that hard and if you force it into being what you want it to be, and it's so perfect for this conversation of like creating your desires and, and calling in your, your soul calling or, or, or any of that. So it, I love that. And that's kind of the whole gist of this work is like becoming the creator archetype, which again, like I said, is their parent is the parent of these two archetypes, right? It's coming into that relationship, that sacred, that archetypal Trinity actually don't even know if I talked about this on here, but, but let's, let's yeah. wrap it up with that. Cause it is <laughs> very like full circle to what we've been talking about. Yeah, because it's, it can't just be about the feminine and the masculine, that, that polarity. It definitely can't be just the masculine, right? Because that's where we're kind of coming out of in this really patriarchal, over-masculinized world. It also can't just be about the polarity of the feminine and masculine either. It really has to be what I teach, which is the archetypal trinity, which is like the feminine, the masculine, and, and then the creator archetype or the primordial feminine. Um, because that is the our creator power. Like that is the lives that we're here to try to create, but it's important that it's all three of those, that it's not us trying to kind of just dictate everything and have it be exactly what we have in mind. It's also the dance with the unknown. Mm -hmm. It's the dance with what's higher or what's of our soul or what we can't see yet, what we don't understand yet, what we haven't been shown yet. So I love that metaphor. It's like, it's so powerful for anyone listening, whether you're into the energetics or not, just starting to relate to, to your desires and the things you want to call in or manifest or create as your children and understanding that you cannot take on that much control and that much like pressure mm -hmm. and that much forcing things to happen. If you actually want it to become what you want it to become. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, we could do a whole podcast episode about this. I could go down a rabbit hole because, you know, a part of your job as a parent is to not control, but to keep safe, right? Like that's the job, keep you safe. Um, and that's a big key to all of this work is creating that safety in your body, feeling grounded, calm at peace, because that's the fertile ground to bring in the feminine and to give the desires and you're calling a space to breathe and be there. And if you don't feel safe and if you won't, we can't do it because it doesn't feel safe to go after. It doesn't feel safe to tap into that energy. So it's just so full circle because that's, you know, what I'm learning as a, as a, you know, I'll probably say I'm a new mom until I don't know when, maybe when she's 18, maybe longer, who knows, like as a new parent, like, yeah, safety is my job, but I'm not here to control. I'm not here to control. And I think the traditional paradigm of parenting, which also comes from the masculine is all about control and fear and it's a new way of doing things. And it's scary because it is unknown and that ties so much into bringing your desires and calling into the world. Like there's so much parallel and it's not like they're part of the same process. Yeah. yeah. And my girlfriend and I, after I taught spin this morning, she, we were talking about parenting and she was like, yeah, I'm parenting. I'm a parent. I'm parenting my inner child. Right. It's like, whether or not you have children or want to have kids, like it's all about like this, the same energy to yourself, to your desires, to your dreams, all of that. It's not just if you have a physical human being that you're responsible for, because even if you don't want to have a child, you still have a responsibility to bring in your soul's calling. Like that is our responsibility on this earth because we are creators and we're meant to grow and we're meant to evolve. Mm-hmm it's all just sacred relationship, right? It's all just coming into, cause that's all we're really talking about is can we come into a relationship with 
literally anything, literally everything, um, without so much of our own like agenda and trying to enforce that, like inflict that and and enforce that upon other, right. Whether that's our soul or that's the, our kid, or that's our partner, or that's the, you know what I'm saying? Like the nature itself, like any of it, it's, can we come into a much more, again, co-creative relationship, a sacred relationship where it's always the both and. Yeah. yeah. So exactly good. We do mystery school. So just like the whole point. Well, and that brings me to my last question is tell me a little bit about mystery school. Where can people find you if they want to have more of this conversation? Yeah. Um, so I offer three different mystery schools right now, mystery school experiences. The the first one, Golden Goddess, is the deepest and it's kind of my most signature, um, you know, most deeply held, most, you know, personal and intimate, um, intimately guided by me. Um, and we go really deeply into the archetypal trinity. And it's really like this whole, it's kind of a, like a portal. Like you're literally like walking through a, a door a gateway to a new version of your reality in this space. And it's such a magical, beautiful, it's like walking the path of miracles. It's the most shamanic work we do, the most energetic healing work we do. Um, but everything I teach too has a, its energetic counterpart, but also has, because it has to be both, um, it has really practical, tangible ways to improve uh, implement it and, and take action and bring it into your, into your real life. So it's not just the energetics it's, we're giving you tools and practices and, and process for everything. Um, uh, whether that's for your love life or for your business or for your, um, you know, spiritual and intuitive experience or just personal, you know, how you put this but like kind of our personal power or like reparenting ourselves or that kind of thing um there's uh solaria which is a really beautiful step into the feminine herself so it's kind of the mm, it's it's a perfect place for women who want to dive deep into kind of the more like the richness of the feminine and the depths of the feminine and the the mystical nature of her um, and kind of the the slowness and the and the um, sensuality of her, if that makes sense, um, where Golden Goddess is very like everything and, and the mystery and the mystical and all of that. And then the last one is um, kind of the most sacred masculine flavor, if you will, insofar as it's a mastermind and all access pass to all of my self-guided courses. So there's all of the things like goddesspreneur, so feminine energetics for your business. She-wolf, which is really like walking the path of our, like the wilderness path of our soul calling with the most power and bravery and courage and all of that. Um, and it's it's got the most kind of like step-by-steps, if you will, in that, in that. But you have access to everything that I teach as far as um, courses go in, in that journey. Mm. And then there are lighter options too for anybody who kind of wants to dip a toe in um, and make their way into one of the deeper journeys a little bit more lightly or a little bit slower amazing. I love it. So these are, I'll put these, make sure that I have all this information and I can put them in the show notes. So if anyone is curious or wants to learn more, it sounds like that you have a couple different offerings that that fit different needs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this was so wonderful. It's such a delight talking with you, Heather. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast and sharing your wisdom. There were so many things that you shared that like I, that resonance, that deep, like, Oh yes. Like just deep connection. Um, that just feels, you know, when you tune into it, it just feels so good in the body. Is there anything else that you want to share before we wrap up? 
Um, the last thing is I would say there's a lot, I don't know if you're familiar with human design, but I'm a manifester. <laughs> so like, I'm pretty prolific. So there's a lot that I have here. And if anybody's curious, um, just reach out to me if you're wanting to find something that's like the perfect fit, or if you have a particular budget you want to stay within. I really tried to create this work and was called to create this work in a way that everybody could choose it if they feel called here. No matter where you start, you're still choosing and, and making your way into the same place. And so it doesn't matter where you begin if you just let yourself enter in if something here was speaking to you or feeling like that, oh, there's something, some form of ancient remembrance or recognition that I'm feeling in my body, um, feel free to reach out and I can help you find the right the right fit for you. Awesome. Yeah. I think that that's, you know, what this is truly about is it doesn't have to make sense. It does not mm -hmm. have to make sense logically. If you just kind of feel that little ping in your body and you know, the difference, because there's a difference between listening to something or seeing what someone else is doing and be like, Oh, I want to do that. Like that's really coming from like focusing out and knowing it in your body. It's just completely different. And I'll say from the experience that I've had with breath work, I never once went to a breath work class live. I've done all my breath work virtually and it wasn't like, oh, I want to do that. It was just, I did it. And I was like, I'm supposed to do, it was just this like instant, like ping of you're supposed to do this. And I was like, yeah. what? like where, what, like how, how did this come to me? You know, it's like, what? and then the more breath work I've done, the clearer and louder that voice had become. And so I think just being able to just tune in, go inward, trust your internal wisdom because we all have it. We're all born with it. I'm seeing it unfold between the right in front of my eyes every single day. Every single human has it. So just giving yourself that space is so important. Yeah. It's that I don't know how I just, how I know. I just know. Right. And we love that. That's, that's a key indicator. It's usually if you're like thinking about, oh, well, cause so-and-so is doing it and that looks really fun. And it seems like they, that's a good path to go down. That's how you'll know. Like it's very easy to. It worked yeah. for them. Worked so for them. For them. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. so much for your time. Um, before we wrap up, my last question is if I was to interview your friends or family, what would they say your superpower is? Oh my gosh. I love that question. What would they say my superpower is? I don't know. I feel like it would probably be my, like, I just call it kind of like my dreamer aspect, but I feel like it wraps up into it. Kind of all of that, like the mystic, the, the, um, the parts of me that see things that are more subtle or that hope for kind of more beauty in the world. And that kind of the innocent part that's like, it gets to be better. It gets to be more beautiful. It gets to feel better. It gets to just kind of seeing the beauty in people or in possibility or, you know, my love of animals, like all that kind of thing. It feels like it's that kind of, um, that, that hope aspect, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. And that is a superpower. Yeah, I think so too. It it's is. that wonder, right? Yeah, it's like, it's it is that, that wonder that we lose touch wonder. to continue that wonder into your adult life and beyond is exactly such a powerful move. Well, thank you again for your time and your wisdom. This was so wonderful. Um, I look forward to continuing to learn from you and we'll chat soon. Thank you so much for having me.